just a quick warning that we will be discussing roads, longness, relationships, breakups, misogyny, hell, religion, fist fights with fog, and probably at some point existentialism. This is an unbleep version of our thoughts as they come to us. everyone and welcome to A Hopeless Endeavor, a Joanna Newsom podcast. Uh, today we are continuing our discussion on Good Intentions Paving Company, the fourth song on the first third of this enormous album. My name is Sam. I live in Vancouver. And my name is Nikki. I live in Ithaca, New York. So we're so stoked. Um, This is part two. I hope you guys enjoyed part one of our discussion and ramblings on Good Intentions Paving Company. It's obviously just a phenomenal song. So I hope you guys enjoy what we have to say about the last half of it. Uh, As always, send us any uh, feedback or thoughts or comments or feelings, big or small, to ahopelessendeavor at gmail.com. And we hope you guys enjoy the show. Thanks so much for listening. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So then she says, I love this line so much. Yeah. Okay. And I've been fessing double fast, addressing questions nobody asked. I'll get this joy off of my chest at last, and I will love you till the noise has long since passed. And I did not mean to shout, just drive. Just get us out, dead or alive. A a road too long to mention, Lord, it's something to see laid down by the Good Intentions Paving Company. So the vibe here is very much like uh, again blinders on like you know first she's asking (laughs) it seems like she's kind of driving him nuts Uh, (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. and maybe that's just because he's not responding to anything and she's like man you got to give me something like this is we're we're going to hell um there's not a lot along the way (laughs) like i'm looking at the picture nikki has in her background and it's just like this (laughs) snaking road to nowhere with nothing um and that's very much what i imagine this of this as um and i did not mean to shout just drive (laughs) is so funny oh my god so like for some reason so yeah like i totally agree with you i think that She's probably annoying him here. You get that vibe. But like simultaneously, like the genius of Joanna's writing is that you also get the vibe that like she's only being annoying because she's getting no response from him, right? Like, you know how you get more annoyed? You can hear yourself getting more annoying when the person is being like cold. You're like, "Uh," but like, are you sure you're not mad at me? Like, uh, (laughs) they want something out of you. Um. One of the things that I just can't get over ever, it's like one of my favorite parts of this entire song is just these two lines. And I've been fessing double fast, addressing questions nobody asked. The, the image of somebody 
like confessing quote unquote to a bunch of shit that no one is asking her to confess to. Sure. Yeah. Just it brings to mind to me like this very anxious person who's just sort of like trying to like frantically trying to get everything out on the table, but then also being anxious about it. And like, also like, I don't even know, like she's also doing this all double fast and like, and it's this motion too, that I see like, Oh, like, you know, that time that I told you that I, that I did this. Oh, I didn't do that. I actually didn't do that. Like, uh, and it's almost like confessing your sins before you go. Right. Like, uh, um, and it's that anxiety, too, that gets, like, they get more and more and faster and faster as the signs are still counting down. Um, 19 miles left to the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I like that idea of confession as, like, this Christian sort of component to it. Uh, but I just, yeah, I love the idea of just confessing to questions that nobody is asking yeah. you just in this anxious sort of way and and it sort of speaks to the anxiety present throughout this whole song at least for me um double fast double fast man yeah also it like i don't know if this is right at all historically but like i don't know if this is even the beginning but this is one of the things that like feels very american to me um just like the the way of phrasing this so like i've been i've been fessing too yeah like it feels very like rag not ragtimey but like uh american whatever like i've been fessing double fast yeah it just feels maybe western i don't know i'm too canadian to know what part of america it just feels american mm-hmm. in the same way actually as the previous verse did the you know honey open your heart i got trouble even opening a honey jar uh anyway um about the joy line, I thought it was interesting that she, the joy is something she needed to get off her chest. Yeah. And where does that come from? Like, where is the, where is the joy here? Um, I don't know. It's like, no, go ahead. And I will love you to the noise has long since passed. Is it the noise that she herself is making? Amen. Um, I don't know. I think so. Is it the noise of her? confessions and her questions um and like i'm struggling to see where the joy is in that is it is it that she's finally saying what she needs to say is it that like um she's finally found her voice in some sense uh right i don't know i don't know either and i think these are all really good and important questions because like when you have something to get off your chest normally that's something that you have something heavy that you have to like you know it's like an admission or a confession normally right like Mm -hmm. you have to tell your partner like hey I've cheated on you or like hey like something bad has happened or I've done something that I feel guilty about um but here we get no indication that that's happened it's just that it almost feels to me maybe like she almost feels guilty for like the intensity of her love mm-hmm. in comparison to the like muted version that he presents her with. Sure, right. Yeah. And so like if you're in a relationship with someone who is like that, who's very muted and like sort of cold and not expressive of emotions, you really might feel like something I have to get off my chest is like the like 
what I would normally be inclined to express, which is just that like, oh my God, I love you. This is so strong and intense for me. And like, this is so special. And like, I value you and like all this like intense emotion that you might feel like you have to get off your chest because you've maybe felt like you had to hold it back given what the other person has been giving you, which is like not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. And it speaks to that uh, joy landlocked, right? Like at this point, she's almost dumbstruck herself with the sweetness of being. And I think you're very right that that like joy has weight. Um, But I guess all like so far in the song, I've been thinking that they're heading towards a kind of end of each other. Um, But the fact that I will love you till the noise has long since passed is confusing to me unless it is like um you know we're heading towards death and i'm getting all of this Mm. off my chest that is joyful like the relief of that is joyful and regardless of this shitty road trip um yeah wherein we both will die uh i'll still love you after that yeah i think it's a really good question i i also like Oh, God. I don't know. Like, one of the things that came to mind as you were just asking these questions was, like, maybe if they're on their way to a show at which they're one of them or maybe both of them are going to be performing, maybe she's saying something like, after all of that noise of everybody else and, like, of us doing our performative thing, whether that be, like, a literal performance in a concert where we're playing instruments and singing at you mm-hmm. or like this gender performance slash like social performance that we have to like do in order to be humans in society. Um, beyond all that, after all that is done and we can just get down to like the two of us, like I, there's still love there for you. It's not just wrapped up in gender stuff. It's not just wrapped up in performative stuff or convenient stuff or social stuff there's something actually there which actually maybe it reminds me of like a line I think that's coming up where she says something like uh in our quiet hour I feel I see everything Mm -hmm. so it's almost as like what it's almost saying that like once we can shut up we can get to like the bottom of us like the real emotion that's there and like maybe this part is speaking to that same thing kind of thing maybe i don't know yeah and i think it speaks to like whatever else is wrapped up in their destination as you said like after the noise of all of this is over there's still something left there for us um just get us out dead or alive (laughs) whatever (laughs) and this just keeps bringing back to me like the wherever they're headed Makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel uh, really unsure and uncomfortable um, for whatever their destination is. Um, Yeah. Especially, like, if you're shouting at someone, just drive. Um, Like, what else? What else is happening there? Right. What is the rest Um, of the conversation? I don't know. And... Oh man, like out of what? Like, yeah. Uh, and again, I maybe like, maybe it just, maybe thinking of this as a duality again or like through the lens of that perspective might help. Maybe here, which is that like, one thing is that like, 
getting us out of this fucking long ass journey, this long ass like uh, transitionary period that we've been through. Like get us out of that dead or alive. Just like go, go, go. We cannot be here anymore where we're at this impasse, right? So like let's go. Yeah. Um, get us out of that dead or alive. Um, but also like the contrast to that or the the other side to that is that like maybe it's like get us out beyond the destination that we're going to because as the song title implies, like we're headed to hell. Yeah. So maybe she's saying not get us out of the journey dead or, dead or alive, but like also get us out of the destination dead or alive, which yeah. then like really brings to mind the question of like, but where are we supposed to go? Like, what's the alternative if it's not the journey and it's not the destination? Like, where are we to go? Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that the, when we're saying like, like she's going to love him till the noise has long since passed. And then the very next line is like, I did not mean to shout. (laughs) (laughs) It's another confession. Like, oops. It's another confession and a bunch of noise. It's just like a noise. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that the lines too, the road's too long to mention. Lord, it's something to see. Is just like it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. The notion of it being a road too long to mention, men, mm-hmm. for some reason, in and of itself, makes me feel like a really anxious and like the idea of something being too much to talk about Mm -hmm. like it is untoward to bring this to our attention because it's so much to handle is like uh, uh, uh. and is so contrastive with 20 miles left to the show yeah like you know it's not a physical distance now it's uh very much like there's some heavy emotional baggage there as well this experience is much more in like uh, one of time than it is in like physical properties. Yeah. Well, that's interesting actually that you say that because I mean, it brings to mind um, going back to the Eastern sky. So if it's not the sky and like the sun moving from the East to the West, right? So the Western sky, if it's the opposite of that and it's the sun moving across the sky from the west to the east and it's eastering like that Mm -hmm. it has this divers vibe of like traveling through time and like being disorienting in that respect and like going backwards through time and sort of revisiting these past either feelings or experiences or conflicts or emotions or relationships or like whatever it may be um which also maybe makes me think that like the road too long to mention might not just be the road that these two individuals have been on this one particular road trip, but rather like, cause it's too long to even mention, like not just the road of like their entire lives, but also maybe like this entire society, everything Mm -hmm. that has led us to this moment, which has been like, you know, the beginning of Christianity and the beginning of like gender norms and the beginning of uh, like civilization and like shit that has all led to this one place right yeah and that is something to fucking see yeah looking like god it's too long to look mention. in despair yeah it's too long to mention look in despair um, is a good one and also makes me think of the nullifying defeating negating oh repeating joy of life joy <laughs> dude i cannot wait till we get to that i love that shit so much but yes 
Yeah, exactly. And it's all laid down by the Good Intentions Paving Company. Ever, it's no one had ill intentions. Mm-hmm. Is the I'm in love with the hook line? Is that in this song? It yes, is. It is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So like, maybe it's that like, just some shots at yeah. creationism. Uh, like everything that was created was created with good intention, and however yeah. that has played out is no one individual's fault but shit has played out poorly for most people and that hook on which we all hang is fucking brutal it's so brutal but we're all here Um, we're all here we all have to navigate this fucked up place that we've created for ourselves essentially like as a human race right like yeah we are all here no one necessarily had bad intentions and like this is a very um controversial view i think but one that i am really sympathetic towards at least in a lot of cases is that like people don't think of themselves as evil ever no matter Mm -hmm. who they are yeah like i think most people think that even the most heinous shit you can get away with i think most people just psychologically as an empirical fact are telling themselves that like this is the right thing to do. I think there are very few people in the world who are like, I am doing the work of Satan and doing the devil. And I just want to like create chaos and badness. Most people are really good at like justifying what they're doing to make it seem like it's a good thing. And, and that, that sort of entails good intentions, right? If that's what we're doing, then that means that like we have good intentions, even if like the, amalgamation or like the playing out of those good intentions turns to be absolutely horrific no one had to have done anything wrong to get us here uh it's just the way shit played out um yeah i don't know i really like that and like it does again just seem really fatalistic there's this one point towards which we're all heading and it's not a fun one yeah and i think it's really important to recognize that too um that like if we scale back down to what we assume is these two people, like regardless of where they end up, it was all with good intentions. It all began with good intentions. Yeah. Um, it just sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. Yeah. No one in the relationship started out being like, I bet this is going to be like a wild breakup. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's exactly it. No one begins a relationship in that way. I don't think anyone endeavors upon anything. Uh, exactly. With, with, with those intentions. Stop right. myself from saying that almost. Um, <laughs> but I do think that most people do uh, at least believe that they are well-intentioned in themselves. Yeah, exactly. I think that even, yeah, like just as a psychological mechanism, like yes. we we need to do that for ourselves in order to like m- preserve ourselves like mentally, right? Like to like be okay with living as we are, like to be able to sleep at night, so to speak, yeah. right? Like um, anyway. Did you read the staying hat line? I don't remember. I think... Your voice is nicer, so you should read the next part. Uh, what did we read up to? Did you just read till the noise has long since passed? I think so. No, because you read I did not mean to shout, didn't you? Y- yeah. Oh, sorry. I think I read to laid down by the Good Intentions Paving Company. Okay. 
So we, okay, I'm just going to read this part again just in case because it's all one big verse uh, for me here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did not mean to shout, just drive, just get us out dead or alive. The road's too long to mention. Lord, it's something to see. Laid down by the good intentions, paving company. All the way to the thing we've been playing at, darling. I can see that you're wearing your staying hat, darling. For the time being, all is well. Won't you love me a spell? This is blindness beyond all conceiving, while behind us the road is leaving, and leaving and falling back like a rope gone slack. I love the idea of a staying hat, and I spent too much time being like, that has to be a thing in literature. That has to be a thing that other people wear staying hats, and I don't think it is. I think it's just a her thing. <laughs> it's so cool. Dude, I like was watching you as you were reading that and like could tell when you read the staying hat line, your face like lit up. It was the cutest thing in the world. Um, I read that I think on Genius, let me just see where is the staying hat line, that someone had made a comparison to Joni Mitchell in that she had said, uh, hang on. Uh, video unavailable but in Joni Mitchell's Night in the Sky she apparently says um, take off your stay at home shoes cool uh, I don't know if it's an actual reference to that but the idea of just like having these clothes that express your like domesticity like you're like wanting to stay put and not be uh, uh, what's that word I'm looking for nomad yeah, not to, to not be, a be in one place. Yeah, to what's the opposite be... of nomad? Uh, good question. That's good. I learned this in school at some point in my life. Like nomad and like a sedentary. Homesteader? Settler? Settler? Smallholder? Huh. Settled? Maybe. Sedentary? Rooted? Maybe it was, ser- maybe it was sedentary. I just like didn't know that word. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is, not nomadic hat. Your yeah. s- established hat. <laughs> and we've talked a zillion times about uh I think specifically in the episode we did with Melissa about and maybe it was just in my conversations with Melissa, <laughs> maybe it wasn't on the podcast, <laughs> just about uh clothing in her songs, you know, like yes. uh the most tragic bears threadbare coats, but also like um and I'm sure we mentioned this in the uh, uh, Have One On Me episode, but like the corset that uh, Lola Montes wears when she meets the King of Bavaria, um, the wardrobe that the narrator packs away and does not suffice. Um, yeah. And so the idea of a staying hat representing like a physical representation of your choice to stay in a certain yeah. place or stay with a certain person is just real cool shit i just love that that's a super good point sam like yeah this physical manifestation of this emotional decision you've made and colleen too right like she's putting on the dress and the shoes that are given to her by this community and she's like yeah i'm a part of your community now it's like representative of you know her resolve to live the life that accords with those clothes and also Um, a staying hat as itself a good intention an intention yeah. to stay with yeah. someone and do good to do good by someone <laughs> to be well together um it's just real <laughs> on the nose 
That's a fantastic point. I, it's a great point. I didn't even think of that, but yes, that is in itself an intention. Oh God. It's a, it's a precarious feeling situation here. It's the hat that's keeping him here. <laughs> but that's exactly it, right? Like she's almost yeah. boiling it down to something as simple as that. And it's like, you know, if we go back to this metaphor of them in the car, what if like a strong breeze comes by and blows off the hat? Is that it? Like, is that all that it takes? Is it that easy? Um, yeah. It also brings to mind just the hat um, metaphor in particular. Like, <laughs> so whatever. I'm like uh, in philosophy and like in very many like very, I don't know how to say this, like academic circles and like these like certain turns of phrases that were used often and one thing that people say all of the time which used to drive me crazy and now I just say it because that's what happens when you hang out with people who are a certain way for too long um but like philosophers will say like let me just put on my Kantian hat for a second or like let me just put on my whatever hat for a second like you're assuming a role right sure. um, by putting on this hat and I think that like that 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 has that cultural context of like um, I'm just gonna put on my Christian hat for a second and like assume this role is yeah. very much speaking to like not getting at our true selves but like rather wearing this like like almost like a kid playing dress up being mm -hmm. like, I'm going to put my, my policeman hat on and now yeah. I have a firefighter hat on and like yeah. whatever. Um, and so he's wearing his commitment hat now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which, which too, I think is the thing that they've been playing at, right? The thing they've been playing at. Um, I mean, here it's sort of framed as like the end of the road, maybe. So the, uh, blah, blah, road to long dimension, Lord of Summon. I see laid down by the good intentions paving company all the way to the thing that we've been playing at, darling. Makes it sound like the end of the road is the thing that they've been playing at, mm -hmm. which is commitment, but I actually think it might be hell. <laughs> so, that's <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that. Was and in that same sense, they're almost fooling themselves, right? Like, yeah, we were playing at this idea of us being together forever, but lol. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of your choice of, of attire, we're, we're both going to hell. So like, <laughs> or like, even like, <laughs> like, that destination in and of itself would be hell. Like, yes. are you kidding? Like you and I together forever? That would be hell. Uh, it, it could be that too, you know, like, and you know, it, and it, she speaks to that again in a line that's coming up where she says, uh, I'm at home on that range. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm at home on that range. And it's almost like buying into uh, a very specific view of domesticity. And again, of these super expected gender roles, um, which may yep. or may not be hell. Um, and I like the interpretation of that very much. That was so funny the way you said that. <laughs> also, just in you talking, you said the word hell as I was reading the for the time being all is well, won't you love me a spell? Mm. It's like they're like rhyming words. She's yeah. rhyming words with hell without yeah. ever saying hell. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like even the phrasing of for the time being all as well is so fucking ominous because she's not just saying like, it's all good. She's saying eh, it's all good right now. But like, obviously, that's not going to last. Like, yeah, it's so tentative. Yeah. And again, is in such contrast to 20 miles. Like you give us a very specific place and time and then it, it's all very much. Uh, I don't want to say nonspecific. It's all very. uh what word am I looking for? Nondescript? Uh, nondescript, like- yeah. We don't know anymore. All of a sudden, everything like is foggy. Everything is unknown. Um, and I wonder if that's just because they're getting closer to their destination. Um, that shit's just getting a little bit foggy. Yeah, like weirdly... I mean, like, the fog reference is cool. Like, mm-hmm. weirdly, it is as though, like, the closer they get, like the less clear it becomes which is you know obviously the opposite of what we'd normally anticipate like closer you get to something the clearer it becomes but it sort of feels like the opposite is true with them which like a maybe echoes that same way in which this world is like reversed and backwards and disorienting in the ways that we've already talked about um in the song and you know as you said that it makes me think of that uh like on a rear view mirror objects and mirror closer than they (laughs) appear to um yeah and like the kind of uh, distortion yeah it also that distortion it makes objects feel smaller it gives you a different field of view um it makes things seem further away which kind of ties in nicely to like um them not knowing anything (laughs) anymore um yeah and the eastering sky too everything is opposite everything is backwards uh yeah exactly uh-huh. yeah. i like that <laughs> um can we do also, another is the phrase sorry no go ahead real quick is the phrase objects in mirror maybe closer than they yeah. appear yeah then that's like fucking scary too i don't know how the mirror part factors in but like whatever like the like whatever ominousness <laughs> lays ahead of them or maybe like around them in some way that it's closer than it appears to be is so scary it's so threatening it's like yeah you close your eyes and you open it and like someone's way closer to your face than you thought they would be like it's threatening and ominous and like oh shit we have to deal with this way sooner than we thought we were gonna have to deal with it uh wikipedia says it is present because while these mirrors convexity gives them a useful field of view it also makes objects smaller so it's like we're inside this Oh, what's the reference I want to make? Uh, it's divers related. Um, Ooh, do it, do it, do it. I don't know what it is. Oh, uh, Sam, you got me on the Inverted on a mirror. Time. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Amor Obscura, but Amor actually, obscura. Uh, 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 camera, camera, <laughs> camera Obscura. obscura. <laughs> Thank you. It's like fucking Jeopardy. Um, and the selfhood inverts on a mirror in an Amora Obscura. Yeah. Man, I I have some stories to tell about that line. I lost my mind over that line. Oh, I'm excited for Divers. <sighs> Me too. I know everyone doesn't okay. love that album, but I do. Well, I love it. You love it. <laughs> to talk to you about it is We're all the I only hosts in of life. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so I did have a note on this is blindness beyond all conceiving. Um, and it's a little bit of a dark one, but it made me think of baby birch. Um, only because it said conceiving. Yes. <laughs> so it made me think of, and I think we... <laughs> I think we talked about this a lot in every song. The idea, <laughs> just dying laughing over there. The idea of uh, some kind of loss and or conception. I yeah. know we talked about it. I had to think for a second. Did we already record 81? Uh, yes. I'm sure we mentioned it in 81. I'm sure we mentioned it in Sawdust and Diamonds and Only Skin and probably every Emily. other song. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Colleen. I know we mentioned it yes. into yes, yes, um, yes, yeah. But it made me think of that specific. Uh, first of all, like what a fucking horrible episode Baby Birch is gonna be. Uh, I can't understand how we're gonna do it. I truly, I don't know. No, um, like brace yourselves for it to like actually not be an interesting episode. It's gonna be Sam and I crying. Like, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what it's going to be. Or it's just going to have to be edited. So, like, it's just like this dramatic, this is a song. <laughs> Sometimes I try to make stealthy edits of us because we'll just be laughing or something. And, like, my attempt at the edit is, like, I speak like, oh, yeah. And so then we, like, it's, like, such a contrast. And I feel like that's what all of Baby Birch is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, us bawling and then all of a sudden being serious again and then bawling and then like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. But this line. Yeah. Do you remember staring up at the stars so far away in their bulletproof cars? Um, makes me think of the beginning of this song. You're holding your head already. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, stars are just beginning to appear. Yeah. And it makes me want to tie in like some cyclical element to. Um, do you remember staring up at the stars? Like how simple everything was back then. Oh um, God. And if we fast forward to bear to baby Birch, how fucking horrible everything has gotten. Not necessarily horrible, but difficult and hard and impossible feeling. Um, yeah. So far yeah. away in their bulletproof cars. Like it's almost like uh, in good intentions we are still in the good part of this and we are untouchable we're feeling okay in comparison at least to does not suffice and baby birch and the end of this album um and yeah. that is such a good comparison especially like the cars thing is right there right like this is such a prominent part of this song i i didn't think of that sam i think that's like a really cool connection it's a connection um, that oh, that's sucks. so devastating. It's a really <laughs> yeah. shitty connection because of how heartbreaking it is. Yeah. Um, God, do you remember staring at the stars so far away? Both the stars are far away, but then like also the memory of us staring yes. at those stars in a carefree way is far away. Yeah. In Not that this song is necessarily carefree either, no, right? No, no. But especially musically, it is. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Bert, for like, sure. Jesus. And like she's definitely, I think, trying to delude herself into thinking this is a carefree time, mm -hmm. and and also you might even say that, like, in comparison to like the heaviness 
that we get with baby birch, it's relatively carefree, right? Like there's a relativity there that like lightens this song. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. The blindness beyond all conceiving, it's, I mean, even just relating it to this song for a second, like she's saying what you had said at the very beginning, Sam, which is like, you get the vibe that they're wearing blinders throughout this whole song. They are Mm -hmm dead focused on their one thing they're distracting themselves from everything else that they probably should be paying attention to like they have these blinders on and i think here she might be saying like this is a crazy amount of blindness that we're subjecting ourselves to like this is a crazy amount of distracting we're doing as you said like like the signs to hell keep passing by we're like one mile away from hell now and we're still fucking somehow talking about honey jars like yeah what are we doing so, Sam, wait, you're on the um, – wait, no, you have the vinyl in front of you, right? Yeah. Does it say – okay, after this is blindness beyond all conceiving, what does it say? While behind us, the road is leaving and leaving and falling back like a rope gone slack. Okay, wait, is it is the word well? Well behind us? While. While behind us. Mm-hmm. The road is leaving? Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaving. Leaving and leaving. Okay. And falling back like a rope gone slack. Okay. Interesting. So. Hmm. This one made me think of, uh, first of all, like the the road, the word she used wasn't slack, but like the dragging of the flag, first of all. Mm. But secondly, this idea of leaving like a trail behind you with a rope um made me think of Hansel and Gretel and like the the breadcrumbs or depending on like popcorn or candy or whatever um to find their way back somewhere um and in that sense it's it is kind of like an out in some way Uh, yeah yeah that's leaving them like they don't have access to that out anymore because the shit's leaving yeah 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 but also, like, if if we consider the flag from earlier as being, like, a flag of surrender, I'm also imagining the rope as being white for whatever reason. Um, and it's almost, like, as if some someone or something is pulling them along, is pulling them forward. Uh, you know, there's, like, a tenseness ahead of them. The rope behind them is slack or relaxed. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, for for me, I think I thought, um, well, I, oh, God. Like, it, it kind of throws me off because I, in my head it had been, while behind us the road is leaving and weaving, like, W-E-A-V, mm. but that is not what she says. No. But on that interpretation, I was thinking, like, to give, uh, like, animation to the road, um, in this way is sort of like maybe might be speaking to like the way that our memory can like fuck with things and like remember things differently than they were right so the past being the road that's behind them and like us sort of just like weaving different stories out of that but okay given she doesn't say weaving though maybe something similar can be said um with the leaving part like She's describing the past as leaving as though it's doing something rather than her right like shh Like, I think the most natural way of describing what's happening is that, like, they're driving along. The road isn't leaving. Mm -hmm. They're the ones doing the leaving. But she's, like, 
sort of deflecting that responsibility sort of yeah. onto the road. And then like a rope gone slack also makes me think of kind of what you were describing, but like almost as though they were like they're untethered now mm-hmm. in this way that like being tethered might have been stabilizing before. So like even though they weren't maybe as free as they are now, like they were tethered to something and then like the rope gone slack, all of a sudden the road is like winding and like loose and like malleable almost. And like, there's nothing to come back to Like you can't, if a rope's gone slack and that's the road, like you can't pull yourself, can't use that rope and guide yourself back to anywhere. Like you were talking with the Hansel and Gretel stuff. Like you're just on your own now. You're untethered. Like, yeah. There's no tenseness um, to that rope to be able to pull yourself up. It just keeps keeps coming when you pull at yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, next verse. Yes, please. Where are we? Uh, you can read it. Well, is... I saw. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> oh, you know what, though? What? Uh, so I took lyrics from Joanna Newsom lyrics, and they have, and I saw straight away, but it's well. Oh. Well, I saw straight away. Anyway, I can't tell which one it is in my head. Okay, so wait, which one did you say is in the booklet? Well, well, okay, then she sings probably. Uh, well, I saw straight away that the lay was steep, but I fell for you, honey, as easy as falling asleep. And that right there is the course I keep. And no amount of talking is going to soften the fall, but like after the rain, step out. Of the overhang, that's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Um, yeah, Sorry, I'm going to stop there. A large truck going by. Um, uh, I saw straight away that the lay was sleep is so, uh, I think in contrast to what we said earlier about like not being able to see what's ahead of you, but like she's saying at least in my interpretation, like I saw the risk that this endeavor was before I stepped into it. Yeah. But I still decided or had no choice to fall for you anyway. Um, Yeah. And then also every time we talk about sleep, I only think about only skin Um, and how at least we kind of uh, position sleep as this bad thing that he was doing and he very passive very very passive very cold exactly um i fell for you honey and it also just speaks to a lack of effort again easy is falling Mm -hmm. asleep and i you know it's not easy for everyone to fall asleep but uh it's uh it could be i guess yeah um and that right there is the course i keep uh, this is a confusing verse, I think, or like not a, a a complicated one, at least, because I think that you're exactly right about the, like, she saw right away that the, it was a steep, it was a dangerous endeavor that she was about to embark upon. Um, so the lay just being like the lay of the land, right? Like the way that things are laid out, um, the way that things are positioned. And so just like sort of explicitly saying this like 
the thing that I'm interpreting it as maybe is just that like she saw right away that like loving this dude is not going to be like an easy go. It's not going to yeah. be like all a happy easiness. It's going to be harp. Yeah. But like, despite that she fell and like, I kind of like the use of the word steep here contrasted with her falling for him. Mm-hmm. He's like falling for him is obviously like a, just a colloquial way of saying, you know, I, I started having feelings for this person, but like that, this, this, this land was steep. There was a cliff here, which by the way, like we've been talking about mm-hmm. cliffs too this whole time. So I think that's interesting, but um, that like, Loving him would be a steep climb and like a dangerous cliffy area. And then she falls, right? Like she almost, she like succumbs to the hard part of it almost, right? Yeah. And it happened as easy as falling asleep, which obviously too makes me think of easy. Um, so yeah. in easy, she has that line that she's where she says, uh, honey, you please uh, me even in yes. your sleep. Honey, you please me even in your sleep. And here she's saying, I fell for you, honey, as easy as falling asleep. So again, like you said, Sam, it's just like that invocation of sleep as being this very like passive, I don't know, yeah, lazy or whatever thing that, and and also, okay, so <laughs> here when she says right after, that right there is the course I keep. There's this ambiguity to me between is the course she's keeping that she's like intentionally staying upon the path of being in love with him? Or is it like that she's intentionally and knowingly staying upon the path of being asleep mm-hmm. through it all, right? Yep. Yep. That's a great point. And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And I don't know what, like, like, I think that both could be applicable here. She's mm-hmm. like making the decision to keep being in love with him because like it's a struggle and like they're at this precipice that we've been talking about and it is sometimes a decision to like stick with the person that you're with right it's not easy it's work to like maintain a relationship Mm -hmm. but also and like sort of on the opposite end of things it could be that like I am deciding to stay in this relationship but not because I'm dedicating myself wholly to like making this work in a healthy way but rather I can keep myself asleep, whether that be through like, you know, like alcohol is like a big theme throughout this album. So she could be like staying asleep by like, you know, self-medicating that way or just distracting herself or just like keeping her head down, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. You know what it makes me think of? Is it at the end of Does Not Suffice where the outro is the la 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 it's like uh eyes closed hands and ears like i can't hear you i can't see like we're just going we're just going we're just going um, yeah and i love that our narrator recognizes here that no amount of talking is going to soften the fall so she's jumped at least yeah and it doesn't matter <laughs> how many confessions double fast she makes um you're gonna hit land eventually i guess um yes yes there is this super interesting again duality here between as you said sam this like simultaneous awareness that the narrator has that she's falling that like nothing's gonna help this fall like she's giving us all of the information that we have but 
at the same time, we're also getting this like distracted, keeping your head in the sand, not wanting to deal with any of it. Right. So, so there is this awareness while, while also like it's, it's genius that she's conveying to us. Like I am both aware of the dynamics here and keeping my head down and not being aware of the dynamics here. Right. Like, yeah, I think that's, that's a crazy feat. <laughs> and it's also not describing the fall as being something as violent as I'm imagining it to be. If the lay was that steep, uh, you know, yeah. you expect a pretty beautiful, a beautiful, a pretty brutal <laughs> fall. Um, but yeah. it is, in fact, more beautiful than that. Because the next line is, but like after the rain, step out of the overhang. That's all. Yeah. Um, And there's like a certain... Uh, calmness to that that is unexpected Mm -hmm. to me at least it's such a calmness in that line especially like you said like I mean whether the fall is like from the cliff of this relationship or whether the fall is like falling for him right and you like you know fall in that way like you fall hard yeah whatever it is you're so right that these last two lines of this verse are weirdly soothing like yeah like, just the image of stepping out of this, like, covering after it's raining. And, like, the phrase, that's all, being, like, it's as simple as that. You just step yeah. out and, like, like I don't even know how to put that into further words. Just it's almost comforting. like I've, I've seen what's coming and what's happened. I've assumed the risk and I've decided that whatever comes like i'm going to face it with um i don't want to say calmness again but a certain awareness yeah of my role in this and also yeah. like my reaction to it yeah this like it is a certain amount of self possession like she yeah yeah it's eerily calm <laughs> yeah uh considering as my, uh, the steepness that I'm assuming the lay has, like in my mind, like we said at the beginning, this is a fucking steep cliff. Um, the stakes are high. Yeah, yeah. And she's making the stakes seem doable. Yeah. Oh, she is. Like we've built all this up. All this anxiety has been you know, forming throughout this whole song. But she's like, no, like, it's not that hard. Like, this yeah. is, it's just a relationship, right? All we have yeah. to do is step out of the overhang. That's it. Yeah. Talk to each other. That's it. Like, yeah, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it is really soothing, I think, here. And I love how, too, whatever that soothingness comes from, it's not from talking. It's not from yes. words, right? Yeah. And in... Has she already sang it? No, I think it's coming up when she says, in our quiet hour, when we feel and see everything. Mm-hmm. There's She's associating throughout this song quietness mm-hmm. with realness. Yeah. Once we can stop chattering about whatever is happening, then we can get down to the real stuff. Uh, which is interesting because she was also associating herself with being the talkative one. You know, yeah. she's been fessing double fast, addressing questions no one asked. Well, and it's like being comfortable with that calmness too. Um, you know, yeah. if you're in like a new relationship or you're just like 
with anyone in any space, that like awkward silence that at first you maybe feel you need to fill with whatever small talk, whatever. um, Vein of my existence. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then not having, there's a certain piece to not having to do that. Yeah. Oh my God. That is like what I live for. That piece is like, if anybody can make me feel like I don't have to fill in that silence, like you are yeah. automatically like close to me. I value you a hundred percent if you can do that to me. Um. Okay. Where did you stop reading the overhang? I, that's all. I think so. Yeah. Um. So our next line is, it had a nice ring to it when the old Opry house rang. So with a solemn old lang sign, sealed delivered, I sang. And there is hesitation, and it always remains, in brackets, concerning you, me, and the rest of the gang, in bracket. But in our quiet hour, I feel I see everything, and am in love with the hook upon which everyone hangs. Oh. Who is the rest of the gang? Dude, I don't know. I don't know at all. (laughs) That one really bothered me. It still bothers me. I don't know. (sighs) Okay, so first let's do, just because, like, I don't know how to even approach that question. You just ask because it's too hard. Like, I don't know. (laughs) So I can, all I know how to do is back up and, like, talk about the old Opry House. Mm -hmm. Did you get stuff on this? just that an old opera house and then like the idea uh that old lang sign could be tied to uh, the new years um Mm -hmm. so it's a song that people sing english-speaking places sing uh on new year's eve as you transition to the new year but can also be translated as, and I'm going to say this and see where you take it for a second, as long, long ago. Uh, Um, In my head, I go to uh, so long, make hay by divers, but then also actually uh, like go long, like um, this so, so long ago, so far away. Yeah, that's where I went to. Yeah, yeah, sorry. When time was just a line that you fed me when you wanted to stay. Um, Yeah. uh, But it can also be translated as for the sake of old times or even as once upon a time. um, Which makes me think of this whole thing as like a, you know, let's look in the rearview mirror and think about all the good times that we had and then kind of start a new start, start fresh. Yeah. The song Old Lang Sign poses a rhetorical question that is, is it right that old times be forgotten? So is it like, is it okay that we uh, forget uh, whatever shit happened in that car and like when we get to the gates of hell that we just like start anew or when we get wherever we're going? Yeah. Um, I want to know what the answer to that fucking question is. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know it. Um, no, I really love here how she, I like live for this kind of wordplay, which is that she, um, you know, writes, so with a solemn old lang, 
signed, sealed, delivered, I sang. But like the song and the poem is called Old Lang Sign, S-Y-N-E. Mm, so in my lyrics, I have with a solemn Old Lang Sign. Like sealed. S-Y-N-E? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Never mind. Well, actually, no. Still, just in the opposite It direction. is the so, play on sign, sealed, delivered. Yeah. Very yeah, much exactly. so. Okay. Yeah. So the one I'm looking at, which is unreliable, it's the genius one. That Sam has the actual like lyric booklet in front of her. But um, I think that maybe the connotation of just the sign, sealed, delivered, I'm yours might be relative, relevant here, like in that she's doing that thing that we've been talking about, right? Which is like that that theme and easy where she's just handing herself over right like i i always bring up lyrics of other people's songs and i'm sorry about that but like it's fine really? isn't it an, an ani lyric almost um okay it's a bjork lyric perfect that's hilarious though because you're right that i've like mentioned ani a thousand times <laughs> only because i listened to our easy episode today uh, and heard it. What did I say? Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay, anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. This one's a Bjork one, and she says... I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Sign, seal, delivered. Oh, and um, yeah, she just says, but he makes me want to hand myself over. And like I, and it's like the most devastating in, in pagan poetry. It's the most devastating line to me because she's so earnest in just saying like, God, like whatever, like I just want to give all of myself to this relationship, whatever it is, like I will sacrifice myself. And like, I think that that is that sentiment. Yeah, obviously is happening and easy. And I think it's being echoed here. Just like I'm signed, sealed, delivered. And here you go. I'm yours, it's, right? It's also an idiom, uh, meaning completely satisfactorily, as in the house is signed uh, the legal deed has to be signed by the seller, sealed with a wax seal, and delivered to the new mm. owner. So very much, uh, I get very much the handing yourself over to whomever. That's an interesting thing, actually, because if it's about the deed of a house, wait, mm -hmm. I'm just scrolling down. Where does she sing about home on the range? Yeah. So yes. It's the last verse. Yeah. Yes. So later on, she's going to say, you ranged I'm real hot and real cold, but I'm sold. I am not at home on that range, right? I am mm -hmm. home on that range. Mm -hmm. I am at home on that oh, range. Oh, I'm at home. Okay, shit. My my lyrics say I am home. Um, But yeah, okay. So anyways, equating herself slash the situation with like the buying and selling of a house like transactional but also like i'm giving all of myself over yeah. she follows it with she's not just saying like i'm signed sealed delivered like i'm yours she's saying signed sealed delivered i sang as though signed sealed and delivered could be in quotation marks right so mm -hmm. it's almost stepping back from this from this mood of being like totally dedicated to the other person and being like look yeah. this is She's recounting to us that that is where her head was at at some point. Yeah. But it feels a bit more detached to me in the piece. And, and particularly followed by the next lines, which is straight up, there is hesitation. Um, and it always remains. Yeah. So hesitation on the part of who... <laughs> 
I think is the real question here to me, at least, because yeah. you were asking before <laughs> concerning you, me and the rest of the gang, who the fuck is the rest of the gang? Yeah. And I think to answer that question, like who has the hesitation? Is it her? Is it like, I, I don't, my best guess, which is such a fucking shot in the dark is just that on behalf of her, she has hesitation as to like who she is who she is in relation to this person that she's in a partnership with. And then also yeah. like, she's like, it's not special to you. I also don't know. Like I- I'm uncertain about everything, right? My mm-hmm. relationships to everybody. I don't know though. I- what do you think? Yeah. I think as you say that it's like the different parts of yourself. Like there's the person who's signed, sealed, delivered in it two feet stepping out of the rain and then there's the person with hesitation there's the person who's confessing there's the person with all of these emotions um and they're all really just her or can it be like the conception the conceiving from earlier is it like this promise of a family or um you know we're gonna get we're gonna mention the the home on the range uh, in the next verse too but i don't know (laughs) i don't know either man i don't know is it like everyone who is impacted by their choice to be together or not? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Yeah. Hesitation on behalf of who? I, I, I like that what you said, though, is that like maybe it's like on one interpretation, it speaks to like this duality theme that might be present throughout this whole song, which is that like this splitting of herself, right? This, mm-hmm. uh, this tension and like push and pull that is happening within this one person yeah uh and then oh my god (laughs) i feel i see everything and i'm in love with the hook upon which everyone hangs Uh, this shit kills me yeah because i don't really believe her um i kind of do wait why don't you believe her only because uh because what is the hook is that the yeah. hook that is life that like everyone you know she's saying everyone's hanging is it the, so is it the hook that is life and yeah. like we as humans existing don't get a choice we're just on the hook or is hook the idea of these like societal roles of togetherness and marriage and domesticity because if it's the latter i don't really believe it as much as it just being like a general hook and i only don't believe it because of what the rest of the album is um yeah the hook will not suffice if that's that's what it is right like we know that as people who have listened to the whole album um yeah and it's a sweet thing to want to believe. Uh, it is. But it's a very sweet thing. The thing that makes me more sympathetic, I think, to this line is that it seems so genuine when preceded by the like, when it's quiet in our quiet yeah. hour, I feel I see everything, which is such a like, <laughs> like, pardon me for making this like, a stupid fucking cliched like like this oneness that you get to sometimes like whatever on acid or when you meditate or like people have their own ways 
like through religious experiences or like whatever it is. But to me, at least in this line, I feel this like sort of oneness that that I then feel echoed in a pin light bent like later on divers mm-hmm. um, that she feels to be to me to be referring to. Um, but here she like it just feels very much like that first interpretation that you had said to me, Sam, which is that like the hook in question for me here is something like the, the joy of life. Yeah. Like just the experience of life like that. We have to, we're assuming these identities and like creating these narratives and like going through this whole fucking long ass road, right? Like this long journey that's too long to mention. Are you saying the road called life, man? The road <laughs> called life, man. Uh, exactly. But like, yeah, she's in love with this like, it's almost like a pre like a pretext. Like the hook mm-hmm. is almost like a pretext. She's in yeah. love with like the shit that we're trying to do, you know, regardless of whether it's real or not. Like the thing that we're all playing at, the thing that we're all like, you know, trying to make sense of and get by with, which is like this hook of like, you know, living our own individual lives throughout this like just existential shit. There we go. Now I made the trigger warning relevant. (laughs) (laughs) We knew we'd get there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just love this line. I love it. It is a beautiful line. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. It's gorgeous. And I had read on Genius that I thought might might be relevant. Maybe not. I don't know. But the um, I feel I see everything. Someone had related that line to a Virginia Woolf line where she says, I see it all. I feel it all. My eyes fill with tears. And this like just anecdotally like reminds me of when I was at uh, her – 2019 I guess now Jesus Christ concert in New York City someone had asked her like when's the last time you cried I think I've said this on the podcast before and she said like oh my god I cry every single day like I like I'm always crying and I felt like so vindicated by that because I also I'm just like so sensitive and like cry at fucking everything all the time like you could just I don't know you could like tell me anything and I'll cry about it um, so get ready for the baby birch episode. So get ready. Exactly. So get ready for that goddamn episode. But this reminds me of that, which is like, I feel I see everything. She's like so feeling. She's a sensitive soul. And again, it's maybe gendered here. I'm sorry to be a broken record, but like also she like, oh God, this just occurred to me. But in this line, she's like equating her feeling everything with her seeing everything in this way that mm. isn't blind, right? Which she was talking yes. about this like non-conceivable blindness before. Yeah. And, you know, way before she was disassociating herself, she was trying to separate herself from, you know, it's my heart, not me that cannot drive. Yeah. And like here, which feels like more of a conclusion and more of like a resolution of this conflict that's been happening. She's sort of bringing together this like, no, once I feel everything, I also see everything clearly. Like me and my emotions are one and the same. And I need that to properly like assess where I'm at. And like from that position of feeling and seeing, I can start moving forward maybe or like making decisions at least from this standpoint. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about that one verse that I just, mm, yummy. 
<laughs> Which brings us to the last one. Sure does. Do you want to read it? Is it me? Okay. Uh, okay. She says, and I know you meant to show the extent to which you gave a God dang. You ranged real hot and real cold, but I'm sold. I'm at home on that range. And I do ooh, 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 hate to fold right here at the top of my game. When I've been trying with my whole heart and soul to stay right here in the right lane, but it can make you feel over and old. Lord, you know, it's a shame when I only want for you to pull over and hold me till I can't remember my own name. As a whole, I think this verse, uh, at least for me, is boiled down to that idea of uh, the quiet hour. Like if there was nothing else, if it was just you and I, uh, that's it. That's all we need. Um, uh, I did a little dive into, (laughs) and this is just a silly one into home on the range (laughs) because I sang it to myself and then was like, I only know the chorus. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the idea of home as like a fairy tale and these roles that, that they're playing um, the verse that I knew was where the deer and the antelope play where seldom is heard a discouraging word and the sky is not cloudy all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so just on Wikipedia, there's, uh, so this song's old as shit. It's like, there's many different versions. The three that I have here are from 1872, 1904, and 1910. And I'm not going to read all of them because it really doesn't matter. Quick um, question. Yeah. Is it American? It very much is yeah. it's a classic western folk song yeah. sometimes called sometimes called the unofficial anthem of the american west it mm. was written as a poem in kansas in 1874 okay. and it became the kansas state song in 1947 perfect chosen as one of the top 100 western songs of all time Okay. Um, But uh, I've just like cherry picked the pieces of this that I wanted to tie to Joanna Newsom. Um, So one of those was that I would not exchange my home on the range for all of the cities so bright. Uh, Yeah, just gave me leaving the city vibes there. Yeah. uh, and I'll only do this twice more, so bear with me. Where it's the life streams, <laughs> <laughs> where the life streams with buoyancy flow on the banks of the beaver, where seldom, if ever, any poisonous herbage doth grow, and made me think about um, all of the herbs in Only Skin. It made me think about Pennyroyal, uh, whatever we talked about in Sawdust and Diamonds. <laughs> um, and so I love that she referenced this very casually because it was just like a fun uh, fun road to head down. Yeah. Um, and the last one I have is... I love the wild flowers in this bright land of ours. I love the wild curlew's shrill scream 
the bluffs and white rocks and antelope flocks that grazed on the mountains so green um, just made me think of monkey and bear on their uh, heading to their feast in the east that lies a little past the pasture. All of this to say, it's just like this very dreamy, idealistic vision of home and together and love and all of this shit and just made me want to call like like ring the bell and remember all of east and be like "Uh, are you sure and also like wait for the rest of the album (laughs) it's coming it's coming but we can can enjoy this little little happy home on the range for a little while yeah and i think it's really important too like as you bring that up that it's american men like it's Mm -hmm. not even just american like western america which like obviously in California is coming up and the narrator is expressing her like deep, important connectedness to the land in these forthcoming songs. And I don't think that that's accidental. Like I think that yes. this, that, that good intentions paving company for the home on the range reason, for a couple other reasons, like the, just the term like God dang and yeah. stuff, right? Like it just feels American in this way yeah. that, that I think gives context to and perhaps like grounds the relationship that we're talking about. And, yes. and like you said, associates like her feeling home mm-hmm. and like comfortable or whatever with that, like this like landness. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she's when she's saying, I mean, it's it's again a funny play on words here when she says like you ranged real hot and real cold. Yeah. So there's like this like triple entendre almost between to range between one thing and another, right? Is to like vary between one thing and another to like vacillate between one thing and another. You know, like if you ranged from being sick to healthy, you've like gone between those two extremes right yeah that's one interpretation range as in like a stove range is another interpretation right so like the stove can get real hot real cold mm-hmm. um and then home on the range as in like i'm home on that like ranch like that piece of land right uh <laughs> where the deer and the antelope play and so I am in love with this wordplay where she says, like, you ranged real hot and real cold, but I'm sold. I'm at home on that range. I'm at home between you, like, in this uh, – it's like an ex- a really accepting, like, she's here for it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. For I'm all at- of the big and small feelings that you yeah. have, I'm at home there. It's all good. Exactly. Feel what you yeah. feel. Like, I'm here. Yeah, Exactly. And Um, then what do you think about, and I do hate to fold right here at the top of my game. mm, mm. So, uh, I mean, one of the notes I had is that I like that this relates it to like a gambling kind of context, right? So like to fold, (laughs) I don't know how to fucking play poker. So like, excuse my very ignorant shit that's about to come out of my mouth, but um, like to fold in a game of poker, right, is to like give up, right? Like you're admitting to everybody else that you don't have the cards and so you stop yeah. betting. Um, and so I was thinking like, I mean, the gambling analogy is kind of cool here because 
to embark upon any like relationship like this is a gamble. Um, and like it is a bit of a game. But then also like there's this question of what does she mean by folding? So like in what context is she folding? Is it that she's folding in the sense that she's giving up on this relationship? Or is this like this folding as in like she's compromising now? She's giving up herself yeah. for the sake of the relationship, right? Knowing where the album goes, I want to say <laughs> it's the latter. Yeah, me but... too. At the top of my game, too. What does that mean? I don't uh, know. I've been trying with my whole heart and soul to stay right here in the right lane. It's almost like filling those roles. Um, like I've been trying to do and say exactly what I should. Yeah. And this is something that's unfamiliar. Um, like I'm giving something up to be at home on that range. So... Yeah. I think that's the party I'm in. Okay, I swear to God, this is the last other person's lyrics that I'll quote in this episode. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm such a ridiculous human being. But okay, Cat Power you're has the best this. human being. <laughs> oh, you're so that's sweet. Why this is so much fun. You are. It's so fun, Sam. It's been so long since we've done this, and I just miss you so much. Okay. I know it's the best (laughs) what cat Um, power lyrics are you about to throw down I love cat power and so she has this one song called good woman off of what would the community think it's such a beautiful song Mm -hmm. and basically she's like her whole the whole song is just like I want to be a good woman and I want you to be a good man and like this is why okay but so here she's saying like in that context she might be saying like I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to stay right here in my right lane as a woman. Like I'm trying to be a good woman. And if that's like a way to interpret that line, then maybe, maybe what she means by that she hates to fold right here at the top of her game is that like, even though as a, as an individual, she, the narrator is right at the top of her game as in she's like, doing well she's thriving if we're imagining her being like a performer like she's doing it she's doing all the shit she needs to do she's on top of her game at the top of her game yeah and to compromise herself is to fold here right and so she's saying like even though I'm doing so well for myself so there's this like opposing force that's telling me like no stick with it like you're an individual and like as an individual you're making it you're at the top of your game but this like to be a good woman like for the sake of this relationship I have to fold I have to compromise myself right so I do hate to have to compromise my individuality when it's that individuality that's like getting me to where I want to be but like I'm trying so hard to be a good partner to you because that's like ultimately what's important to me and again broken record self that I am it like just feels very gendered to me yes uh this is what's important to me in this role in this moment of time right now right here um yeah in this in this duality conflicting way which is that one thing that's important to me is being a good partner being like a good wife being a good woman quote unquote 
this other thing that's important to me, like given that I hate to fold here at the top mm-hmm. of my game is like being my own individual and not yeah. like going against those, those expectations. Right. But like those two things, as with the rest of this song, there's like these two impulses conflict. There's like these two things happening within me at the same time. And like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Boo. Boo is right. <laughs> is that it? Um, is that all we have to say? I have one more thing to say because I always Please do. say it. I'm so sorry. Okay, so... Um, so in regards to the line, the verse, whatever, half verse, that it can make you feel over and old. And, you know, it's a shame what I only want for you to pull over and hold me till I can't remember my own name. Um, first, like the feeling over and old, I feel like also they might be gendered just because like, especially as a woman performer in the world, like you feel over and old right away if you like give yourself up at the top of your game, like that's it for you. But then, okay. More importantly, I think to this song is, and to the album is that she's like, look, what I want for you to do is pull over and hold me till I can't remember my own name, which we've gone over the importance of naming in Joanna's corpus. Right. So especially with Colleen, we -hmm. talked so much about how like the naming of somebody goes beyond just like the labeling of them, but also like has this important role in shaping one's identity, like one's very sense of self. And if she's saying here, like what I want for you to do is love me until I lose my sense of self. She's like doing this thing again where she's like, no, I want to give up my identity for the sake of this relationship. I want to compromise and sacrifice myself in order to make this work, um, which I don't want to say is lazy because I think that lazy is like way too judgmental a word here. But going on that theme that we were talking about before, which is just like the the easier road to take, right? Like the path of least resistance is yes. yeah. for her to just give it up, give up your individuality, right? And like give up the part of you that's on the top of your game and just succumb to this relationship and erase yourself for this relationship. And I think that there is something real and important in acknowledging that like there is a true legit part of her that really wants that really wants a relationship to which she can just like completely like throw herself into into which she can just like really throw herself or like like really give herself up to you but like she is conflicted and it's just very heartbreaking it is and again it's not as we said at the beginning it's not this uh unapologetic love song that maybe um on the surface it seems to be right uh there's a lot of shit going on there's a lot of shit going on exactly as always as always. <laughs> Sam, we did it. We still know how to record, kind of. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here with us. And that conclu- concludes. Is this a part 
two? Will it be two episodes? I don't know. Maybe that's just so that concludes part two. And then we can take it from there. And that probably concludes part two of our discussion on Good Intentions Paving Company. We have a Patreon that you guys can check out. So I will link to that in the show notes. But there you guys can find um, early access to episodes. So I try to release them on Monday or Tuesday uh, for patrons instead of the regular Saturday. And we have our first bonus episode is already released there. So you guys should check that out. Sam and I just talked about some brilliant listener contributions um, that we got in regards to, I think, like uh, Emily, Sawdust and Diamonds, Only Skin, Colleen, the album artwork. Uh, I think something else I'm forgetting too. But anyways, it was awesome. Thank you guys uh, to, to those of you who are patrons. Thanks to those of you who send us your fascinating ideas so that we have stuff to talk about. Um yeah so check it out i'll link to that in the show notes and as always let us know if you have any ideas for any of the bonus content or any additional bonus content you might want if you would like to follow us on the things that we do that are not directly this we have an instagram (laughs) that is a hopeless endeavor podcast we have an email address you can send us all of the things we love to receive thoughts feelings voice memos all of them um, which is a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com we also have a facebook group that nikki runs which is a hopeless endeavor, a Jun and Newsom podcast. Send us any DMs through there. I try my very best to respond to people. Um, I'm not very good at like communication of any sort, though. So like, just maybe a little. We patience. try. We try exactly. And <laughs> I love you guys no matter what. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We can't uh, wait to continue our hopeless endeavor dive, delve into the rest of have one on me um hopefully next week is no provenance it could be part three of whatever song we're doing right now good intent to company <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it goes thanks guys bye thank you oh man so fucking i don't know how to do things it's fine